Final week of the regular season is upon us here, and this is the Southern Conference podcast on southernpigskin.com. Robbie Ross here with you this week. Pete Yannity not with us. Uh, Big week last week in the league. Some surprising uh, scores and some very interesting scores and scores that affected postseason play for one team, and we'll talk about that. Also, coming up this week, four teams travel outside of FCS and step up into league play, into FBS play, two in the ACC, two in the SEC. We'll talk about that in their two conference games. One, a huge one done in Birmingham, we'll talk about as well, and a battle for the supremacy of the state of Tennessee. But first, let's get to last week's scores. Wofford took care of business in clinching the Southern Conference Championship and the FCS playoff automatic bid by defeating VMI 45-14. to Wofford winning at a share of their fifth Southern Conference title of all time. And as I said, the automatic bid to the FCS playoffs selection Sunday coming up 11 o'clock on Sunday morning uh, on ESPNU. And uh, we'll have all the uh, information on Southern Pigskin following that on Sunday, uh, right after the selection show on Sunday. Wofford number seven in the country in both polls. And uh, Wofford looking to be the six or seven seed. Uh, I don't think their game this week should have any impact on seeding as they play the University of South Carolina in Columbia. Next game on the docket, one that was a blowout as well, Samford at home against ETSU 42 to 7 Devlin Hodges continues doing to do Devlin Hodges things 42 7 Sanford improves to 5 and 2 in the league 7 and 3 overall and still in the race and kind of maybe on the bubble not my bubble but uh on the big bubble for an FCS at large playoff berth 13th in the coaches poll 17th in the media poll so I think Sanford's in we'll talk about that in a little bit Mercer, the biggest win of the of the weekend, upset that is. Mercer over Western Carolina, 35-33 in Cullaway, severely, severely damaging Western Carolina's at-large playoff hopes. At this point, to me, I think it's going to take a Western Carolina win in Chapel Hill on Saturday over North Carolina to get them into the field. There are just too many better teams too many teams with that are going to have eight and nine wins that are on the bubble on uh after this weekend on selection sunday for the committee to really give a potentially seven and five western carolina team a strong look of course western carolina does have two fbs teams on their schedule with Hawaii, the season opening loss at Hawaii, and then the season ending potential loss at North Carolina. That Mercer loss at home really hurts them. Also, but the other two losses to Wofford and Furman, potentially the co Southern Conference champions, don't look that bad. But not being able to take care of business in a must win game on November the 11th against a team that was under 500 in the league is really going to hurt Western Carolina. I think, in the eyes of the committee. And the big shocker, maybe even more of a shocker than Mercer upsetting Western Carolina last week, was Furman, 56-20 to 20 winners over the Citadel. Furman jumped out to a huge halftime lead, 35 to nothing. I think at one point it was even 42 to nothing. 
before Furman, before the Citadel scored. It was 42 nothing before the Citadel scored uh, in the third and fourth quarter. 56-20, the Paladins roll up a huge win over their arch rival, the Citadel, thus eliminating the Citadel from any comp- conversation, although it was a slim, slim conversation for them to be in the playoffs. They would have had to beat Furman and then beat Clemson on Saturday, which is not going to happen. Um, but anyway, Furman now sits in a position at six and one in the league and seven and three overall. I think Furman is in. Period. No matter what happens at Sanford this weekend, I think Furman is playing this weekend for a share of a record 14th Southern Conference title and a home game in the first round of the playoffs, most likely against Kennesaw State. The winner heading to Wofford or to Elon, which would behoove Furman if they could get past Kennesaw State to have a rematch with one of those two teams that they played in the first two weeks where they only lost by a combined four points that's what I I think Furman is solidly in the field of 24 no matter what as long as they don't get absolutely blown out this weekend at Sanford Furman is in what play, well, like I said, what Furman is playing for Furman is playing for a share of their record 14th Southern Conference title and a home game in the playoffs next week probably hosting kennesaw state a loss by Furman and sanford Furman and wofford are in wofford with a bye sanford and Furman, i think will both be on the road uh in the first round sanford with a loss i think is going to be on the outside looking in again same case with western carolina there are too many better teams across the country in the big sky in the southland conference and the caa most notably to be able to put a third team in the Southern Conference with a seven and four record. Other than Furman, because Furman with the seven although if Furman loses, they are seven and four. I just think that they're gonna get in. I, some reason just tells me that they're already in and they're playing for a home game or positioning based on what they've done over the last seven weeks or eight weeks and seven games, winning seven in a row and hanging with Wofford only losing by one point. I think if if Sanford loses they're out at seven and four um based on what else is going on around the country in different conferences where teams will have eight and nine wins looking for an at-large bid so it'll be interesting to see sanford affirming the big game this weekend down in birmingham 330 kickoff on the espn3 app and some regular television stations across the southeast as well i know in the upstate of south carolina it's on my 40 um an affiliate of wlos out of Asheville. wofford is at south carolina that one is at four o'clock down in columbia the last time that wofford and south carolina got together and uh wofford put a scare in the gamecocks uh and that you know that could happen again with Wofford being nine and one, seven and one overall uh, in the league, South Carolina not really that impressive. I know they've won their what seven and three. They have a chance to get to eight and three uh, before they play Clemson next week uh, in that big showdown. Uh, but Wofford is going to give South Carolina problems. They always do in that triple option, and Wofford's going to have nothing to lose in that in that football game. I think South Carolina is going to pull it out. But it won't be a South Carolina versus Coastal Carolina from 2011 when they beat them 63 to seven or something, 70 to six or whatever. Uh, Mercer at Alabama. Mercer is cash and checks, folks. They 
went to Auburn earlier this year, picked up a mill, went to Alabama now this weekend, picking up a mill. They're going to be having $2 million in the bank. And yes, they hung with Auburn, only lost 24 to 10. and was a one score game late in the fourth quarter there on the Plains. I think that um, Mercer is catching Auburn at the wrong time or Alabama at the wrong time simply because uh, they had to survive and only and barely beat Mississippi State. And I think Alabama is going to be upset about things uh, on Saturday and will take out their frustrations on the Mercer Bears. But Mercer uh, on the year will be five and six about where they were this time last year. So, uh, Made some improvements, kind of an up-and-down year for the Bears, uh, but a great uh, quarterback to build around in Kalen Riley, who was there for another three years. Citadel at Clemson. Clemson's going to walk the dogs in this one, no pun intended. I just don't think the Citadel has what it takes, especially after being demolished by Furman last week, 56-20, to to go into Clemson and put up any sort of a fight. Clemson will be able to name the score in that one. Uh, ETSU at Chattanooga, an interesting uh, matchup battle for, I guess, sixth, seventh place in the league. Both teams two and five in the league. Chattanooga has come on as of late, at least playing a little bit better. Um, ETSU four and six overall. Chattanooga two and eight. Just a bad year all the way around for for the mocks uh, of Chattanooga. And it is going to be, I think, Chattanooga is going to find a way to to maybe get a little resolve and, and win the Battle of Tennessee uh, in that one uh, up in Chattanooga based on it only being a home game at 2 o'clock tomorrow on ESPN3. Western Carolina at North Carolina, it's going to take a miracle for the Catamounts. Although North Carolina has not been successful this year, only winning one game in Western Carolina, uh, I would feel a lot better if they had won last week. But I don't know. Western Carolina has a shot. North Carolina has not played well. Western Carolina has everything in the world to play for. The only way they're getting in the playoffs is they win in Chapel Hill tomorrow. I just can't. I just can't pull the upset. But I'm going to. I'm going. I'm going it. Western Carolina's going to upset North Carolina and throw an apple cart into the bubble and get into the playoffs at eight and four. There you go. You heard it here. Furman at Sanford. It's a tough one. Sanford. Defense, they have been playing lights out lately. Absolutely lights out. Furman's offense has been on a roll. Sanford's offense has been on a roll, throwing the football. I think where the weakness is going to lie is in Furman's secondary because both teams are good offensively at what they do. Both teams at defense up front is good at what they do. Furman's sack total has almost tripled last year's. I think the the Furman secondary is the question in this one. And if the secondary can play well, Furman gets the win in Birmingham and shares the Southern Conference title and has a home game next week. So I'm going to go with the Paladins for their secondary to step up and Coach Clay Hendricks to get that win. Don't forget the NCAA FCS playoff selection show coming up Sunday morning, 11 o'clock. Stick to Southern Conference or SouthernPigskin.com. Immediately following the selection show, we'll break it down, how it affects two, three, who knows? Somehow or another, maybe four Southern Conference teams. I don't think that's going to happen, but three, hopefully. And then we'll come back with a playoff preview podcast next week for southernpigskin.com. This has been the SoCon Pigskin, uh, SoCon Podcast. I'm Robbie Ross for southernpigskin.com.